Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. And before I start the Toddcast tonight, I'm going to ask you a question, and you can answer out loud if you want to. You can just answer in your own head. Is there anything you're really confident doing? Anything. Think about it. Is there anything you feel really confident doing? Christy is nodding her head. She's going to answer out loud now because I'm putting her on the spot. Christy, what are you confident doing? Yeah, I knew. Yeah. Which is the problem. Okay. So you You shouldn't have that much confidence. I can read. You're you're a confident reader? I'm literate. Yeah. Hey, some people aren't. Some people aren't. Confident reader. I heard something Oh, Joel's confident with the toilet. That's why your numbers on speed dial. Um now, my wife, I don't want to embarrass her. Where is Janine, by the way? There she is. My wife is a very confident person in many ways. She's a confident artist. She would not She would admit these things, but it's true. She's a confident cook, a con- confident baker, a confident mother, a confident servant, and a confident helper. My wife is confident in all those things, even though she would claim she's not. She is, and I'm confident in only one thing, public speaking. That's it. That's it. I can't do anything else. What's that? It's part of public speaking. Actually, maybe driving. I'm a confident driver. Anyone else a confident driver? Yeah, all men have their hands raised. I just offended half the audience. And I'm not sure which half. Well, today we're going to call this Toddcast Confident Clay. And I know that's kind of a strange title. But my kids, and probably a lot of kids in this church, are some of the most laid-back people I've ever met. My kids are so laid back that I envy them. And I mean that. I envy my kids because of how laid back they are. For instance, I never see my kids worry about having to pay the bills. Never. And you know how rare that is for someone to never stress about paying bills? My kids never bring it up. They never seem stressed about our bills. That amazes me because I don't know how they can do that. My kids are also never worried about if their bodies are going to shut down. Or if they're going to get a nasty disease. I never see my kids Googling their symptoms. Never. And I don't, I don't think I know anyone else on that list. Uh, they're so laid back. They're not concerned about dying. I have never witnessed my kids get angry at a fellow motorist on the road. For going too slow or cutting off her car. They've seen daddy do it, unfortunately. Uh, but my kids are too laid back for that. Come to think of it, I've never seen my kids get offended by a sermon or a decision that their pastor made. Because they're too laid back, and they think their pastor's perfect. So, how, the question is, how are my kids so laid back? The things that sometimes bother me and other adults never bother my children, ever. Now, of course, you didn't expect me to just throw that question out without having an answer. I think I have an answer to my own question of how are my kids so laid back. It's because kids don't have to worry about adult things, do they? Because they're kids. They have parents to worry about the big stuff. They can concern themselves with other things, just like my kids do. They concern themselves with getting the same sliced cake that their brother gets. Or if they had enough time on the, on the video game console. Or if their next birthday is going to be exponentially better than their last birthday, which seems to happen every year somehow. I'm also never worried about the stuff my kids are worried about. I'm the one worried about paying bills and Googling my symptoms and honking at people from Massachusetts and getting angry at my pastor for what he said on Sunday, which makes no sense because I am the pastor. I'm still angry with him. 
But there's such a big difference between what makes kids bothered and what bothers adults, right? The things that bother my kids seem huge to them, but they seem like they're nothing to me. And conversely, the things that, that worry me are nothing to my kids. As long as my kids can get something good to eat, as long as they can have fun during the day, and as long as they don't get punished, punished for anything, that's a really solid day for a kid. That's a really good day. But my days are a whole lot more fickle than that. I need a whole lot of things to go right for my day to be considered a solid day. Now, we spoke about a passage on Sunday from Isaiah 64, 8, where it says, But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are the work of your hand. And I'm honest. I'm earnest. I think that passage changed my entire week last week, just reading it. Because I think I was a little stressed out last week. I really do. I was concerning myself with a whole bunch of what-ifs, and I was unable to answer the questions. And that made my joy less, less, that made my week less joyful and less peaceful being stressed. But then it was like the Lord brought me this passage as a gift and kind of wrapped a warm blanket around me. It was like I was worried about, it was like I was a child worried about how to pay bills and if my cold symptoms were going to kill me. And, and then my compassionate heavenly father came next to me and said, Todd, it's okay. You're the clay. You're only the clay. Remember, I'm the potter. I am the father. You just need to concern yourself with being clay, and I'll do everything else. Right? And to me, that was a tremendous gift in my week last week. And when he did this to me, I felt peace in my soul. I really did. It almost instantaneous. Peace came over my soul. And I was less concerned with all the what-ifs in life and more concerned with being clay, with obeying my father's will. In fact, I want us to imagine together tonight what our lives would be like if we focused entirely upon obedience to Jesus and let God our Father take care of everything else. What would our lives be like? Do you think we'd be more joyful, more peace-filled, more content? I think one of the greatest benefits of being a child is they don't have to worry about the big things of life because they have parents to do that. And the parents have a faithful commitment to loving their children and taking care of their needs. And that frees up children to be children. And to only concern themselves with obedience. At least they should. Uh, all the burdens of life belong to the parents and not the children. And so it is with our God, isn't it? He doesn't need us to swerve into his lane and start being burdened by the things that only he can take care of. He just needs us to line up behind him and say, yes, sir. And he'll take care of everything else he's promised to. Obedience often sometimes gets a bad rap, doesn't it? It sounds like it's a bad word sometimes. Like it's, we don't like to hear the word obedience. It makes us bristle. But I believe it's actually a grassy meadow of peacefulness. I think obedience, when we see it in the right way, is a true gift to us. If we simply do as we're told, then God our Father will make sure everything else will work out well for us in this life and the next. And if we believe that, if we really believe that, something remarkable is going to take place. We will become confident and content with our lives because the Lord not only promises to take care of all of our needs, but he promises that the best purpose comes when we place ourselves into his hands. And I had to learn that the hard way. You guys have heard my testimony. Now, I know the world says differently. The world tells us that God, at best, is a resource to us, okay, for accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish in this life. If we ever need God, we just pull a rope like a big butler and we call on God and say, God, I need something. Please give me this because I need it and you're there for that purpose. 
And it's to accomplish our dreams, right? It's to get our problems out of the way. So we, we pull the rope, the big butler comes out of the sky, and he, and he helps us whatever we need. That's sometimes how we treat God. And the world would never admit that we're clay, would they? That would be an offensive thing to tell the world that we're clay and God's the potter. The world would not want to hear that. And you, you know why? Did you know the devil currently owns this world? Did you know that? And he has wrapped this world into a lie. He has to make us believe that being clay is a vice instead of a virtue. And so he does. He, he does a bang-up job at making clay, making us feel like clay is a vice. He has to make it seem that if we are the potters of our own lives, and that placing ourselves in the hands of God is actually a weak and desperate move for a bunch of losers. Why ask God for a purpose and ask God for direction when we're so capable within ourselves? The devil flatters us so he can hurt us. It's actually a quite simple strategy. Notice what it says in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Actually, I'm going to go to verse 8. Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Isn't that amazing? Simply follow the Lord. We're told by our enemy that we are the strong ones. And that strong ones pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. That's what strong people do. And the weak ones let God make their decisions for them. But guess what Jesus refers to the devil as? In the New Testament, the father of lies, doesn't he? Our enemy takes truth and makes it error. And he takes error and makes it truth. If God says to us that we are best when we are clay and, that, and when he is the potter, the devil's going to tell us the exact opposite. He will say to us that we're best when we're the potters and God is our clay to mold him into anything we want him to be. And it's a lie and it's working on most of mankind right now, this very hour. People are treating God like a butler instead of our creator. And I really believe we need to stop the insanity. We are created beings. And this is not derogatory. It's not demeaning to us. It's just the truth. God created us and crafted us in order to be in his image according to his likeness. And this means that when we're most like God, when we're most in the hands of God, we are the best we could possibly be. And therefore, the best power move for good against evil is to willfully allow God to do with us exactly as he pleases. Because when we do so, we become strong. We become peaceful. We become joyful. We become confident that we can do anything as long as it lines up with God's will. So the question we need to answer tonight is, can we find a better purpose apart from God and his purpose? Can we actually be stronger on our own without God? Or are we ready to yield to God and let him work his strength and his love through us to accomplish great things for his glory? Sadly, the church has floundered for several years because it's been about our will and our agenda instead of God's agenda. Crossroads Church, I think we have a unique opportunity before us. I really do. We can try to take the reins of this church and build it to the best of our ability. And we could try to do it together. We could put all our talents together, all our know-how together, and we could try to build a fantastic church here in the North Country. Or 
There's a different strategy. We can place ourselves in the capable hands of our Creator, our Lord Jesus, and let Him blow our minds with what He can accomplish through us. And because I'm the leader, we're going to take the latter, okay? <laughs> we're not going to do the former. Our goal should simply be to obey His will and His commandments. Because when we do so, we win. We win in this life and the next. And because I believe this strategy so much, I'm going to ask the Lord this year to help us all submit to being confident clay in the year 2024. Because as, John, as Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And as Paul stated in Philippians 4.13, help me say it, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'll say as we close tonight, sort of as a prayer, Jesus, mold us into your image and let us accomplish your will together by striving to know your will for our lives and then striving to obey that will for your glory, for your praise, and for our eternal welfare. Crossroads Church, let's go out and be confident, Clay, and let's do it together. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.